Hey there, it's Rachel Mullins, the host of Hashtag No Filter Fridays on Public House Media. podcast. We are your hosts, Jenna Burt and Candace Gomez. Jenna is a military spouse of 10 years, a mom, a registered and certified dental assistant, and a certified phlebotomist. Candace is an active duty military member of 17 years, a military spouse of 13 years, a mom, and a student. Again, we just want to say thank you for being here with us today. As always, we highly encourage you to share our podcast. Also, we definitely appreciate any and all feedback, so if you would like to leave us some feedback, please feel free to email us at confessionsofamillspouse at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook or Instagram at confessionsofamillspouse or at publichousemedia.org. I'm not sure if you could tell that I was really holding back laughter during that entire (laughs) introduction, but but let me just tell you, (laughs) like... I really just wanted to say, like, we are your hosts, Jenna Burt and Candace Gomez, and we are a hot mess tonight. <laughs> um, it is literally always something every time we go to record, and I think it's just great that we let our listeners know and understand this because, oh, let me just tell you, <laughs> it's something else. Anyway, so <laughs> today's episode is very near and dear to my heart and I know Candace's heart and something that, you know, we were talking about um, just with life in general, but that can definitely be relatable as a military spouse. And that is burnout, which I'm sure everybody in life experiences at some point. So without further ado, let's go ahead and try to jump into this. Um, yeah. that, that big sigh that I had is pretty much the sigh that I have had all week. Um, I'm going to let people in a little bit about kind of what's been going on in my life. Um, I know our social media has been very, very quiet lately. Um, and I think that's because on my end, I know life has just been so busy, um, My husband was gone for two months. He came home on a Sunday, and then that same Tuesday, I ended up leaving for a week um, to go to Kentucky for a work training, and then the Sunday that I got back, I literally had enough time to shower, and um, I think I was able to unpack my bag, and then I had to go to the dance studio because Ella had dress rehearsal, I had a parent meeting, Um, and then Monday it was back to work like normal. And then, um, that following Friday, Ella had her first actual dance competition. So, um, (laughs) that is just like literally the last two weeks of my life. And my life has definitely been like that, um, for a while. So I know for me to say that, um, I am burnt out is probably a little bit of an understatement. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, 
<clears throat> so on my end, uh, I haven't been traveling, but we've moved. Um, this week, actually, we moved from one base house to another um, to get some more space because our, we outgrew the other home we were living in. And so um, the last three weeks, I have been consistently fighting with housing. If anybody's ever lived in base <laughs> housing, you know exactly what that's like. And honestly, like one of the things I, I'm definitely going to review this process with them and I, I probably will put in an ice complaint if you don't know what that is. It's just like a non-punitive way really to leave a review of a building, a um, service you received or anything, um, at least on Marine Corps installations that you can do through a website. Um, and I've done a couple of them in the past about some things that you know, I want to raise awareness with for people who run those certain departments. I've done one on a hospital. Um, we've done one, you know, at a, actually at my daughter's youth center to have them repaint the lines because there literally were no lines in the parking lot. And that's very scary with kids and like, you know, that's a disaster. So we've done it for safety. Um, and so I think I'm going to do that for this experience because it's just been crazy. But one of the things that like, I try not to harp on, but this stuff has really been driving me crazy is I, I don't look for people to like applaud me because of my service. That's not why I do what I do. But when the automatic default is, well, what rank is your husband? Excuse me, that is irrelevant. Um, so that has been part of my situation the last couple of weeks, not only arguing with housing about literally moving two doors away and then telling me like, hey, um, you have to wait 30 days. We have to put you on a 30-day notice. I'm like, to move two doors away to a house that's been empty for the last four months? What the hell would I wait 30 days for? So we've been hounding housing just to find out on Friday after we finished moving that the reason I wasn't getting callbacks was because they were calling my husband <gasps> instead of calling me. Um, and just to be clear, I am the sponsor. I hold the dependents. I'm the higher-ranking and so, of course, I hold the dependence. I that defaults to making me the sponsor, and so they're calling him. Well, he works in a building that's open storage, which means there's classified material everywhere, which means they cannot have personal electronic devices. So he cannot have a cell phone in his workspace. So that I'm calling housing, they're quote unquote returning my call, um, but in reality, they're calling him and they're leaving a message and then I'm getting mad because no one's returning my call and I have to call multiple times. So that's been the lead up to having to move. Then I rushed them into giving us keys because I'm supposed to have surgery. Not, not tomorrow, not, not tomorrow, not this coming <laughs> Monday, but like in a week or so I'm having surgery. And so I'm like moving with one arm is not going to be that that's not it, you know? So I'm like trying to <laughs> no, rush through that. No, that is not it. No. So I'm trying to rush through that, get the keys. And then we have only five days to move. We get moved. Like that's been this last week. We've spent all week moving. Um, Tuesday was my daughter's birthday. She turned eight. Uh, she, of course, of course, we're in the middle of moving. She has dance. She opted not to go to dance on, on Wednesday night. And then come to find out the dance class that she missed, they got their costumes. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So... We do, you know, 
Tuesday was the first day we were moving. That was her birthday. So, of course, we move as much as we can, which literally, I think we moved 80% of our house in one day, which was just insane. I was exhausted. I walked six miles just moving back and forth in my house. Oh my Um, gosh. Yeah. And then it was my daughter's birthday. So of course we want to make it special for her because her birthday is during the weekday. So I've started this thing this year for my daughter's birthdays because, you know, in the middle of the week, it's a crappy day to have your birthday. And so I got, (laughs) yeah. So when the baby turned three, I got her special desserts from the commissary. I brought them home, which was like a cannoli. You know what I mean? Like nothing big, but it was different. (laughs) So she was super excited. So then um, my older daughter, Rosie, her favorite place to eat is Olive Garden. So we decided, well, we're in the middle of moving. We haven't quite moved the fridge. We haven't quite moved everything in the kitchen. So we just said, okay, well, we'll get Olive Garden to go. So my husband went and picked it up. He got her dessert from there, of course, and she was super excited. And there was a present from her grandpa here for her to open. So she was kind of excited about that. But that was, you know, a really long Tuesday. Then into her trying to make it special for her birthday, right? And then Wednesday was another day just spent moving everything. And like our garage took us a day and a half to move everything out of because we just, you know, we live in a place where you ride bikes and you do all that kind of stuff, right? We don't live in a big city. Camp Lejeune isn't surrounded by a big city. So there's all that outdoor stuff to do. So we have a ton of that crap, you know, and like we're moving, moving, moving all week long. Oh, also, just before we moved, I had to write a seven-page paper for my class because it was my final, you know. No big deal. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) And then at work, they, um, you know, they they were like, oh, um, you know, everybody has to roger up for this training. Well, of course, one of the trainings everyone has to roger up for, I'm one of two people that teaches that training, and so everybody is messaging me like, hey, can you teach this class? Hey, can you teach this class? Hey, can you teach that class? I'm like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> you guys are going to run me ragged till I'm out of here on convalescent leave for 30 days. Like, it just, so I'm with you, you know, it's just been a long, long couple days. And when I find myself going, I just got to make it, I just got to make it to bed tonight. I just got to make it through this day. <laughs> like, I know I'm definitely burnt out. And what really kind of sparked my interest in wanting to talk about this today is one of the, oh, also my daughter is a Girl Scout. And so we're in the yes. middle of, we're in the middle of cookie season. <sighs> If you are not a Girl Scout mom or you don't know someone, if you know someone whose daughter is a Girl Scout, it is cookie season. Show them some extra love because because cookie season is enough to burn someone out, let alone having to be alive through that. Yes. It's... <laughs> Ella did Girl Scouts for one year and I was like, oh my gosh. But honestly, that's kind of how I feel about competition dance right now. Yeah. Literally, she competed on Friday. We came home Friday afternoon. No lie, Dustin and I fell asleep on the couch long enough that our kid could make a whole entire fort in her bedroom without us knowing. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, all day Saturday, I was so exhausted. Yeah. Well, she, um, so her Girl Scout meetings are on Sunday, which isn't that bad. We do that on purpose, right? Because during the week we have dance. And then, but this week, of course, Saturday, we had a birthday party for her at Altitude. It's a trampoline park here. So we had that, and then today she had Girl Scouts from 2 to 3, and then she had a cookie booth tonight from 4.30 to 6. So it's just, and she has a cookie booth every single weekend until the end of cookie season, and some weekends she has a booth on Saturday and Sunday. She has a really small troop, and so they take a lot of booths because the more booths they take, the more money they earn towards whatever they're going to do. So like last year they did an altitude party. That's how she got to want to do that for her birthday. 
And then this year, the troop is a little bit older now. Last year, they were all brownies and daisies, so they were really young. So they didn't understand, like, community service stuff, but now they do. I'm telling you, like, between the badges for Girl Scouts. And because she just completed her Black History Month badge last month. Now we're working on finishing her family badge. I finished school. We moved. Danced. uh, Birthdays. (laughs) Like, cookie booths. I mean, it's just a definite definite burnout and one of the other moms actually the reason I even got on Girl Scouts is because so one of the other moms her husband is gone right now he's in the Navy and she owns a like her own small business um and she just picked up a part-time job for a lady who runs her own small business like at a, at a craft kind of store I'm not quite sure I understand what what it is but she hosts like events and stuff which is kind of cool that is um cool. Yeah, they do. Like, she does, like, a Valentine's thing where, like, you can come, she like, serve you dinner and you can do, like, a, I don't know, make something with your Valentine. I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> something but along those lines. <laughs> yeah, so, like, she's just started doing all that stuff and she has two kids. They have two dogs. She's home by herself. She has her own small business that she runs. She's picked up this job part-time. Her daughter's a Girl Scout, you know, so, like, I saw her today at the meeting and usually she's very bubbly, but she's also that person who does all the things for everybody else. Right. So our troop leader, she's pregnant. Um, this is her first baby and she didn't think she would ever be able to have kids. So it's kind of a big deal. Right. Um, and so she's like, I'm going to plan a baby shower. Like we're going to do all this stuff. She was able to like secure an extra cookie booth for the troop at this place that she frequents and knows the owner of and like, you know, so she's been doing, a, she does a lot of things like that. And today is the first time I've ever seen her legitimately just burnt out on everything. And she just was like, oh, man, like, I think Girl Scout, the hour we were at Girl Scouts was a good break for her because her youngest just turned five and she fell asleep sitting next to her. And then her oldest, I think is nine And she was doing her Girl Scout thing. So she just was like on her phone, just like taking a breather, you know? And I was like, man, like, that's exactly how I feel when I go to Girl Scouts. I take that breather because Rosie's preoccupied. I don't have the baby. There's other people who share like the same kind of distress that I do when I'm there, you know? So I'm like, oh, man. But yeah, I just, when I saw her, I was like, I feel so bad. I wish there was something that I could do for her I just I don't know that there is because I can't I can't like run her small business you know what I mean (laughs) right well not only that but then like I sit here and I think about it because obviously we're not the only three people going through this um (laughs) I think there is a lot of people that are going through it and I think about that too like that was me yesterday I was so burnt out yesterday and you know God love my best friend here. She tried so hard to get me out of the house. And I mean, I took like a two hour nap until like 530 yesterday. And (laughs) I was just, I literally had nothing left to give. No. Yeah. Me either. Um, And I knew (laughs) I needed to get out of the house, but I literally just could not. Yeah. Um, And so then I sit there and I think about it and I'm like, okay, like I am the type of person that you know, you were describing that goes above and beyond for everyone else. Um, I talk to therapists about this frequently. I put myself last all the time until I get to that point that I am completely burnt out. 
And so I sit there and I think about it and I'm like, okay, you know, when someone else is burnt out, how can I help them? What can I do to make them feel better? But I don't ever ask myself that question. Yeah. I don't ever sit there and say, okay, I'm burnt out. What can I do to make myself feel better? Or what can I not do to make myself feel better? Yeah. Um, And then at the same time, when I do hit that point of burnout, I think, okay, well, if I'm this burnt out, how, how can I truly help somebody else who's this burnt out as well if I'm not helping myself? Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. You can't. You really cannot. But I think one of the best things that people can do is, you know, if you're close to someone, and like my best friend and I, she is in California one of my best friends is in California and I'm obviously in South Carolina and she can just tell by the tone of my text, the wording of my text, um, anything, you know, just subtle things like that. And she knew yesterday too, that I was burnt out and she FaceTimed me and I didn't answer and she FaceTimed me again and I didn't answer. (laughs) (laughs) And then she sent me a not so nice text and then I answered the third time she called. Um, and I didn't realize how much I, I truly needed that. Um, and so I think if you're really close to someone and you know, someone that well, just trying to catch them before they get to that point of burnout, or, you know, if someone is going through that, I'm obviously not a big person to talk about my feelings until they basically explode. Um, (laughs) yeah. But I do feel like every now and then I, you know, it's, and Dustin has said this, like, I will like subconsciously say stuff that basically triggers him to know like, hey, she's reaching her, her boiling point. Like I need to figure out what I can do. Yeah. And so that's the thing that I think about with my friends. Like, okay, if I know they're going through some shit and I've got some friends that are going through some shit. I try to intervene before they get to that point, whether it's taking their kids for the night so they can have a date night, um, which by the way, also helps me out because my kid is an only child. (laughs) (laughs) I tell my friends this all the time because, you know, especially when Dustin is gone and I hate to say this, but especially when Dustin is gone, it is nice for me to have Ella's friends over because, you know, you want to talk about burnout, working full time, doing the whole dance thing, having to clean a house, like all the laundry falls on you, the cooking, the cleaning, like all of that falls on you. So to have a friend over who's basically entertaining her so I can clean the house or I can do the dishes or whatever I need to do is, is relieving. Yeah. And you know, my friends all the time, they're like, Oh my gosh, but you had her like two weeks ago. And I'm like, yes. And I want her again. Like, just (laughs) let me, just let me. And I mean, you know, people have a hard time, I guess, really believing that, but it's the fact of the matter is that it's very true, Um, especially having an only child. It does make things easier sometimes. And if I can help you and you can help me, like, why not? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think for me, like, I just get slower. Like when I reach that point, I'm (laughs) like... (laughs) like I literally cannot process a thought and there was a couple times that my husband looked at me while we were moving and he was like 
what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I really you, don't know. I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm literally at my max. What do you need me to do right now? Because I literally can only think about sitting down and doing absolutely nothing right now. Like, I just was so overwhelmed. Like, first of all, moving is overwhelming to begin with. Oh my gosh. Secondly, to do it on such a short timeline. (laughs) Yeah, right. To do it on such a short timeline, to do it when it's your kid's birthday. You know what I mean? Like, I just was like, I, I mean, I want to get it over with because I know that we need to move. Like, as a family, we need to move. My kids have outgrown that house. We're literally on top of each other. It was driving me crazy. And I'm like, this couple days of anxiety is going to be way better than coming home every night and going, I cannot stand this house anymore. Yeah. So I knew I, I knew I had to get through it. But like, for me, I think I just take it one day at a time. And I try to breathe through it. But I know when I've maxed out, and I'm, I'm just done. I'm like, there needs to be an end. So what are we ending with today? Because I I can't do anymore. Like I've, I've got to stop. Like I know there's boxes everywhere and crap all over and you can't find your underwear. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because who knows what damn box those are in or what, right. you know, where that dresser ended up. I don't know. And quite honestly, I don't care right yep. now. You know, we'll find them in the morning when you need it. Right. Like where, where are my boots? I have no idea where my uniform was half the time we were moving and I need that, you know, and I just like, I don't care. Um, yeah. Because I just was so burnt out and so tired. And I think today's been the first day that I've had like a breather and not woken up sore and like not wanting to get out of bed. I actually woke up and was like, all right, breakfast today. Let's let's do this in shopping. And then Girl Scouts in a cookie booth. I'm like, this is an easy day. I don't have to do a whole lot of, you know, just drive her around. Should be fairly simple. Um, and it was. This is like the first day I've had like a breather in a while. So it feels good. But yeah, I just look when people are like burnt out, you know, it's 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 hard to know where to intervene and where to say something, but, but definitely do. And I really encourage people like you have to learn how to say that you're done. Like you've reached your max. So like there's a class that we have to do. And part of that class is to teach people um, how to address suicide with people. And one of the questions they want you to practice is asking someone, are you going to kill yourself? Because for people, that's a really hard question to ask. Um, because it makes people really uncomfortable. And so we practice, 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 practice in this class to say it so that should you need to really say it, you it doesn't feel so awkward. And so I just encourage people like if you if you have a hard time telling people you're at your max or saying no, like practice. You know what I mean? Like you always yes. see those memes of like, this is what I look like when I'm in the shower by my like Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In the shower by myself, I go through all of the scenarios of life, of things that could happen. You know what I mean? Like, people do that kind of stuff, right? So, like, when you're in the shower and you're going through your entire life history and pondering where your life will go, practice to yourself saying, like, no, I, I, no, I don't want to go do that. No. 
no, I'm maxed out for today. I have too much going on. You know what I mean? Like you got to practice like saying no and practice being able to tell the people that you live with that care about you that like you're at your max and you're really just done. And the more you do it, the more they'll recognize that like you're at that point and they need to back off or do something that's going to be more helpful. Absolutely. It's hard to do, but practicing will make it easier. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I have a really good friend who's also my neighbor. um, And she once told me, you know, there's so much power in saying no. No. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I never really thought about it like that until she said that. And ever since she said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so true. Because if you are... Like I said, I am a people pleaser. I am a yes type of person. And um, it there had been times where I know I was 100% taken advantage of. And yeah. it got to the point where I had to start saying no. Um, because not only was it affecting me, it was affecting my family. It was affecting, you know, my personal life, my um, life outside of whatever I was doing, um, my mental health, my physical health, um, because I was putting everything else on the back burner for that. Um, and when I got to the point of saying no, it was, it was empowering for me, but they were also taken back because I had been such a yes person for so long that when I said no, like I said, they were taken back and almost like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, she can. Uh, <laughs> she can't say no. <laughs> I think the only thing I'm, I'm like, kind of just an automatic yes to right now is going to cookie booths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because, I know. Well, Mine is dance competition. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have to be because they're, like I said, their troop is small, and so you know, if they need girls to work booths, I'm like, she's available. Just let me know. She'll come. I'll drop her off or sit in with you or whatever. Like, you know, we don't do things on the weekend purposely because you know, we do things during the week and Girl Scouts is the one thing we do. And I want her really to dedicate some time to that because it can, she really can learn a lot from it and she has learned a lot. And so I want that type of interaction to continue. And so for me, I'm like, no, yeah, if we're going to go work cookie booths, you know, it, it works on her confidence. It works on her person, her people skills. Um, you know, it works on her money skills, her math skills, her communication, uh, you know, a lot of things. So I'm like, yes, yes to all the cookie booths. No, <laughs> no, no to all the rest. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, no. And pick, one pick of the, the things. Thing. Right. Yeah. Right. And one of the things that um, you said that I definitely think needs to be addressed is, you know, you were talking about the mom who whose younger kid had fallen asleep. Her older kid was obviously doing the cookie booth and she was sitting there just vegging out on her phone. Yeah. Um, for the love of all that is holy, can we just please normalize that and stop shaming parents for that? Because yeah. like you said, that is the first time you'd ever seen her burnt out. And yeah. if that is her way to de-stress, then why should she be judged for that? No, absolutely. And you know, it's funny that you say that because this morning we go to breakfast every Sunday morning, um, somewhere, anywhere was the thing that we started a long time ago. Um, and so this morning my husband got up and went to the bathroom and the baby was still eating and my older daughter was done. She was drawing or working on the Girl Scout badge. I don't know. One of something like that. (laughs) 
she had her notebook out. And so I moved over to sit next to the baby and I was on my phone because I was researching some stuff about a badge for my daughter because this week is um Girl Scout week. So it's on Friday on the 12th, March 12th is um uh, the Girl Scout birthday. And so I was researching that badge and I thought to myself for a second, like, I hope I'm not being judged by people because I'm sitting at the table as the only parent, but on my phone. Right. And I thought to myself, you know what? Why do I even care? Yeah. Like, I'm doing what I need to do to support my children. The kid is sitting next to me eating. She's perfectly fine. She's happy. She's shoving confetti pancakes in her mouth. <laughs> like, my older daughter's done eating. She's scribbling something in her notebook. Who knows what? But she is. Like, no one's screaming. I don't have those screaming, yelling kids in a restaurant. Like, they're hanging out. And I'm like, why am I going to stress myself out about thinking someone else? You know what? Go ahead and judge me. I don't care. Like, yeah. I'm doing things for my child. It's none of their business. Like, do the thing. I did it today Um, in the middle of the day. Like, came home. We had a few minutes between the end of Girl Scouts and the cookie booth. And I just sat on the couch and, like, scrolled in my phone for a few minutes. I was like, I could be doing something more productive right now, but I need a break. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And whatever that break is, you know, whether it's meditating um, or reading a book or browsing the interwebs or the dark webs, I mean, whatever, whatever you're into, um, <laughs> watching TV, you know, um, I'll be a hundred percent honest. We try to limit screen time. Um, but the weekends we tend to let Ella have more screen time than normal because throughout yeah. the week she is literally so busy. She has dance for four and a half hours on Monday nights. Yeah. Um, which is exhausting. And then we're constantly busy throughout the rest of the week doing stuff. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times on the weekend we let her be on her iPad and it's, it's funny because when she's on her iPad, she's not always just watching YouTube or watching, you know, Netflix or a lot of times she will be FaceTiming her friends playing games together mm-hmm. with her friends, which to <laughs> me is so cute. Yeah. Um, there was one day that she was on FaceTime with my niece and I, this is no exaggeration. It was probably at least three hours that they were on FaceTime together and they were building Legos the entire time. What a cool experience though. Like yes. when I was a kid, when I was a kid, that didn't exist. So like now I'm like, what a cool experience. Like my kids can grab my phone and FaceTime their grandmother and walk around the house and just talk about whatever and she'll just sit there and talk to them and I'm like what a great experience if I wanted FaceTime with my grandmother I literally had to be in the same room yes you had to have a face-to-face conversation yeah which I'm not knocking like I've I enjoyed all of that time right but like how cool to be able to just to walk around when we moved into the house uh Rosie just grabbed my phone she's like look at my room grandma and she like is marching down the hallway like showing everybody all the rooms and she shows her nana you know she calls nana and she's like look now look at the house so like they're showing everybody everything you know so I'm like uh I'm hey if it makes them happy go for it (laughs) exactly and like you said it is a really cool experience especially because being military family like 
we a lot of times don't have the opportunity to live close to our family. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately, our kids don't get the opportunity to be close with their cousins or, you know, grandparents or whatever. Um, So for her to be able to sit there with her cousin and FaceTime for nearly three hours while building Legos, I mean, it, you know, I'm like, wow, there are so many worse things that she could be doing. But in those three hours, I was able to accomplish so much. Yep. And that's a help for you, right? Like that's just a way for you to get things done. So you aren't multitasking in that time, right? Like she's busy and then you're able to get done the things you need to get done. So when you're done and she gets off the FaceTime, like you guys can actually spend time together instead of just doing chores or just doing things that have to get done. You can do things you guys want to do, which is just an a better way to get away from being burnout, right? Like instead of doing the things yes. you have to do and everything being a chore, you can actually have a break and do something fun together, you know? So yeah, I, I think th- I mean, I made a post today um, on my Facebook, my personal Facebook. Um, I did brunch this morning with the dance moms and then I had yeah. two kickball games and I truly did not realize how much I needed that until I actually went and did it. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh my gosh, like I really was burnt out and I really did need that time for myself. And it was so nice to be able to go and do those things specifically for myself. Um, I'm probably not going to be able to move tomorrow from kickball, but you know, what? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, I got exercise in, I got fresh air, I got, you know, time yeah. away for just me where I didn't have to think about anything else. And it was so nice. Yeah. I mean, you got to take that time, right? That's kind of like, that's the self-care we talked about before. And when you don't do that, you really lead, you really lead yourself to burnout is really what happens. And when you burn out, like we said at the beginning of this, you, you're no use to anyone. I mean, literally you guys, I was standing in my house, like I am done. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, What. What are we doing? And I would like just move one thing from another spot and put it down. And my husband's like, "You, that was not helpful." And I'm like, "I, I don't. <laughs> I'm done." I can see him saying that too. Yeah, he's like, "That didn't. You didn't actually put that away." And I'm like, "I don't care. <laughs> I'm right. done." You know, you gotta, you gotta schedule in that time to like break away because if you don't, you're, you're gonna burn out. And when you burn out, um, it's not good for anybody, right? Not good for anybody. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your physical health. It's not good for the mental health or physical health of any of the people that you live with or spend time with. Um, It's not good for anybody. So. Absolutely. And, you know, just, I think recognizing too, the fact that you are burnt out. Um, I know I struggle with that a lot because I feel like, okay, you know, like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an employee, I'm a sister, I'm a, I'm all of these things. And I feel like I need to have it together all the time. Um, and so for me, (laughs) which is, you know, absolutely insane. Um, (laughs) to be, to be honest, I was talking to my therapist last week and she was like, how's things going? And I was like, well, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, I said, and I'm just so exhausted. And she said, Mm -hmm. Hmm, you wonder why you're so exhausted. Mm Yeah. But honestly, like until I said it out loud, it would have never even dawned on me that I had just been basically running myself dry. Yeah. Yeah. 
You have to be careful. Yeah. So acknowledging the fact that you are at that point of burnout and like you said, asking for help, I think is definitely a huge part to being able to get past the point of burnout. Yeah. And I mean, asking for help doesn't have to be a huge thing either. It could just be like, Hey, like, like on Wednesday, right? Um, I guess it, we kind of asked for help. I, I gave Rosie the choice. I said, listen, we just moved. Things are kind of crazy. She was very, very anxious about uh, stuff being everywhere in the house. She wanted like her toy set up and, you know, the playroom set up. We now have space for an actual playroom, which is amazing. Um, you know, and she was just very like, I, that's my job. I need to set up the playroom. And I'm like, it's not really your job. Like no one told you that, but she was just really stressed out about it. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like, I'm trying to reassure, like, it's not, that's not your responsibility. Like, mommy, daddy will do that. You don't, you don't need to be worried about it. Like, if you, we leave some of the stuff in your room for you to do because it's your room and I want it to be how you want it. I don't want it to be how I want your room to be. If you want to put this picture on this wall, then we'll put that picture on that wall. I don't want to put a picture where I think it should go. We just leave that for her. And she just was like beside herself, like, that's my job. And I hope daddy didn't fix the playroom today because that's my job. And I want to do it. And I want to help. And I want to make sure I'm helping. And I'm like, whoa, calm down. So I gave her a choice. I said, hey, um, it's totally fine if you say no. It's totally fine if you say yes. But do you want to go to dance tonight? Because we can skip it today. That's okay. And normally I would not offer her that option. But she was very, very stressed out and anxious about being just kind of in shambles at home I, right. I could tell it was really bothering her and she said um no I I want to stay home and help with the house and I'm like okay that's I'm not even mad about it so like inadvertently she kind of helped us because secretly inside I was like oh god please don't want to go to dance today <laughs> I don't. We, we all know that feeling <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time for that. Like, please don't want to go. I mean, I'll totally take you because I pay money for it and we'll do it. And you love it. She loves it. Right. But I was like, please don't want to go today. And she's yep. like, um, I'll skip it today. And I was like, okay. But inside I was like, yeah. thank God. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, good on you for recognizing that she was anxious and, you know, giving her the choice and allowing her to make that choice yeah. for herself. Um, because I know a lot of people, you know, would just say, okay, well, you know, we signed up, we paid for this, you're going. Um, but, you know, the fact that you recognize that and let her make that choice for herself, I think is huge. And that's an okay choice to make for yourself too, right? Like just because yeah. you've put in time in something or you've put in money for something, but you can't commit all the time, every single time, it's okay to go, hmm, not today. You know, like that's totally fine. Like I, so I, um, I don't know why I thought I, this was a good idea, but I did it and now I'm kind of committed <laughs> to it for the rest of the year. But I, <laughs> I signed up for, um this like running challenge thing where you record your miles every month and they send you like a monthly coin and they send you like a little plaque thing. Um, so I've been like recording my miles and, you know, sending them in and I did a little bit late, so I don't quite have all the stuff together yet. So I think I'm going to get it all um, this month, but this month I'm like, man, I haven't been working. I haven't been running. I haven't been walking very much because we've been so busy. I just have not. I'm like, no, I walked six miles in my house the other day. Like I'm literally <laughs> adding those six miles. Right. 
But I'm looking at like my March numbers and I'm like, they're not as high as January and February. And I'm like pressuring myself to have these high numbers. And I finally, the other day I was like, you know what? Absolutely not. I moved. I'm about to have surgery. If March is my crap month of numbers and I don't get up, you know, where I was in January and February, then who cares? I'll be happy with the miles that I get. So like, even if it's something you've committed to, saying no or saying, hmm, I'm going to skip this dance class or I'm going to skip that three mile run today or I'm going to skip whatever it is, right? Once or twice because I need a breather and just if I could alleviate this from my schedule, it would really give me some room right now, then do it. And don't feel guilty about it. And don't feel guilty about it. No, no reason. Absolutely. That that's one of my biggest things. Like I'm always like, Oh, well I could do this. You know, I had full intentions of working out, um, while I was gone for my work trip. And then we were literally working 12 plus hours a day, um, like hard work. And I was like, I just can't, I literally can't. Um, and then I came home and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get back on track this week. And again, I was like, I just, I can't, um, some stuff has got to be, like you said, some stuff has got to be eliminated and that was it. And you know, the, the first couple days that I skipped, I felt really guilty about, and it kind of ate me up. Um, but I guess the more, um, I don't want to say this and like make it sound really awful, but the, the more I skipped, uh, the easier it got to not feel guilty about it. Um, you know, I love working out and I will go back to working out this week, but it was nice for me to recognize that I was burnt out and that I didn't need to push myself any harder than I already was and to not feel guilty about it. And those couple days don't define every single day. Like it's just a small break because you need it, right? It doesn't define the next 365 days of your life. It just defines the last two or three. And you probably need those. So taking those two or three days is going to allow you to make the next 60, 90, 300, 400, 500 days easier. Absolutely. And healthier, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and when you get rid of the guilt, you just kind of go, okay, well, I didn't get it today. Like, it's cool, right? Yeah. Yes. Deal. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I went and played two games of kickball today, and that was my exercise, and it felt great. You know, it yeah. almost gave me the motivation and the push to be like, okay, time to get back into the gym now. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So that's exactly it. Definitely recognizing burnout, helping your friends when you can. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and not feeling guilty about it. Not feeling guilty for taking that break. Yeah, I'm gonna um add one thing before we're done here because I think we're almost done. Um, Totally off topic, but I definitely am super excited Uh, and maybe kind of a little bit of burnout because my best friend, she just sent her daughter to stay with her her dad for a while because she's back in the hospital. Uh, But for good news, um, I don't know if everyone remembers, but a while back I shared that she um, has had breast cancer. Also forgot that she's a like two-time cancer survivor. She had thyroid cancer after she had her daughters. They removed all that too. But um, this is her happy reconstruction week. So she had her reconstruction (gasps) surgery uh, post 
double mastectomy. So very excited. She's still in the hospital um, right now in recovery, but she's just been texting me while we're recording and she's like, they moved me up to a new room. I have a new uh, person that I'm in the room with who's like super grumpy, but she's one... (laughs) she's one day closer to going home and I'm so excited for her and it's just so great I was so excited that she's had her surgery and she's reconstructed I text her on on surgery day and I was like happy get your boobs back (laughs) (laughs) so right oh that's so exciting so freaking exciting but I mean like seriously think about that like we're sitting here talking about burnout and she is freaking going in for a full reconstruction and it's probably one of the happiest days of her life. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. She was very, I mean, obviously in pain after surgery, right? Any, yeah. Any surgery is painful and there's a lot that comes with it. So she was definitely in pain the first couple of days, but it has gotten significantly better and she's doing great right now. And, you know, I also try to keep things in perspective. Like, Hey, I didn't go for a run today. Like, who cares? You know, like that is not a big deal. So allow that to just let it, let go, let it go. Because in the grand picture, whether you go for a run today or you don't next year, it's not going to matter because chances are you're going to run 300 out of the next 360 days. So, you know, at the end of the day, like this, one time you skip dance class or the one time you don't make it to a meeting or the one time you don't actually go to class or the one time you give yourself a buy and you're like, well, maybe I don't turn this assignment in on time because it's just too much, you know, or like whatever it is in the grand scheme of things at some point in five years, you're not even going to remember that you skipped that. Right. And so don't burn yourself out on that. Um, and try to focus on things that really just make you happy and fulfill you when you are burnt out. Yeah. That was a great piece of advice. (laughs) Um, So thank you all for being here with us today. Don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast listening platform so you never miss an episode. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook.